Hi everybody, my name is Chris Zabenke and this is my beautiful wife, Nicole. We have been married for 13 years, going on 14 years this year, and we are so excited to share with you guys and kind of give a, a behind the scenes to what our life is and our marriage is. And we have done things so wrong, thinking that we were doing them so right. Yeah. And then once we got into the scriptures, they're like, oh, God didn't mean that when he said yeah. that. We found the heart behind the scripture and not just took a couple scriptures that were like, oh, I like these scriptures. But right, we, right, right. we started seeing the heart behind the message. And we decided to do a podcast. And one thing about us is that we have uh, one thing. We have three little things that are awesome, uh, and they are children. We have an 11-year-old, an 8-year-old, and a 2-year-old, and they have brought so much joy to our life. Yes. And one thing that we have is uh, a joy in being married to each other and being uh, very hands-on parents. And one thing that uh, almost robbed our marriage uh, and we were going to church every week. We were uh, involved in church yeah. every week. Yeah. But our marriage was this close to ending and being yeah. destroyed yeah. because we just did things that churches do. And we didn't do things based on what the scripture says. Yeah, we and, thought we were doing the right thing. Yeah. Just kind of going with the flow and, and doing all the right things. And if you look at our right life, we're like, our and, marriage shouldn't have been on the rocks. Right. It looked it like it shouldn't have, have because we, of what we were doing. Yeah, we were doing so much for the church. We were involved. And why we have this podcast is to show, instead of being on the rocks for all that you're doing for God and doing in your culture, like I'll say church culture. Yeah, yeah. We have built a marriage now based on the rock of Jesus Christ and the scripture. Totally. So everything we share with you is going to be based on what the scripture says. Yes. The Love One Another podcast is based on what the scripture tells us to do. And I just want my wife to share with you a little bit now about how we came to be the Love One Another podcast. LOA, yeah. Um, if you can't. Here, yeah, me and Chris love to talk. We love to share. We love to um, be a part of people's journeys. Um, for us, it's really, um, it's really an honor to go beside others, to encourage them, to speak truth to them, to love them, to edify them, to be honest with them. Um, and we see so much hope and potential. We see so much um, beauty in God's creation, all of humanity, people. I mean, like, I am always thinking, like, wow, people are just so amazing. And listen, if, we, if we're um, amazing without God, sometimes think about how amazing we are with God, yeah. you know? So the LOA podcast came. Uh, we were sitting in the bedroom. One day I was reading the scripture and we had this stirring, at least I really had this stirring really heavily in the beginning. And I was like, we need to start something there. Like we have so much to share. We're always sharing. We want to share. Let's have like a area or something that we can start that would just share from a platform. And we're like, okay, let's, let's do a podcast. Like that's the way to go. And so, um, but we, you know, sat on that for a while. We didn't know the name. We didn't know the vision behind it or anything like that. And so we're we just going knew in this we're, direction. yeah, we're going in this direction. And What's this direction? We don't know. <laughs> we didn't know yet. Direction. Yeah. We're like listening and all of a sudden I'm reading the scripture and the Holy Spirit like 
LOA. It just shot out. And I'm like, oh my God, this, this is the name. I had that moment. I was like, oh my God, the Lord like told me it, it is happening. Yes. So I ran over to Chris and I'm like, look, here's the scripture. Here's the name. And he's like, oh my God, this is amazing. So I'm going to read the scripture to you. And um, it's found in the book of John chapter 13, verse 34 through 35. And it, Jesus is saying this to his disciples. And I love the stage that this is set in. This is like, um, this is before he goes to the cross, before Passover. They're having a meal together. Jesus is there. He's with all the disciples. This is before Judas um, betrays Jesus. Okay. So they're all sitting there and Jesus goes to break bread communion with all of the disciples, even Judas. And he goes to wash all of their feet too, even though he knew one of them was going to betray. But he still was loving. He still broke bread with them. He still washed and served them. He served them. And at the end of all of this, even though he's like troubled through this, as you read this in chapter 13, you see his heart is troubled. He's conflicted because he knows one of them is going to um, betray him. And one's going to deny him. Exactly. And Peter, oh my goodness, is going to deny him. And he's troubled, but he still acts so, I mean, like he's Loving. so kind, so generous, so uh, so perfect. So he washes their feet. He breaks bread with them. You know, and this is the last thing he says to them. He says to them, a new command I give to you, that you love one another just as I have loved you. Even knowing he was going to be betrayed, even though that somebody was going to deny him, he still so sacrificially gave to them. Just as you have, just as I have loved you, you are also to love one another. And this is my favorite part because we read that and we're like, okay, like church thing. I got it on. Okay. Love one another. That's my job. I'm going to go. We attack it like a task, but it's not a task. Okay. It is, it's like, um, kindness and being nice. Like being nice is like an action. It's a task, but kindness is thoughtfulness. It is well, in you. Thing. It is so much deeper than just an action. So this loving one another by this, all people will know that you are my disciples. If you have love for one another and man, it just sunk in. Like, it's so true. Like, yeah, I'm sitting across here with my loving, handsome, amazing husband. <laughs> but man, sometimes it's really hard to love him. <laughs> and I know, I know it's hard to love me. Man, I have family that it's so hard to love. I have friends. It's hard to love them. Work, anything, situations, sometimes our children. And I know, like, it's hard to love me sometimes. Like, it's hard to love the people that we go to church with sometimes, but by this, the love that you have for one another, that's how people, that's how the world will know you are my disciples. That is our biggest witness to love others the way Christ loved us. And man, one of our first questions here that we're going to tie into this is like, why do you think it's so hard to love one another? Not just your spouse but anybody in life, why do you think it's so hard? And like, we were talking about this and Chris, all of a sudden he started talking about the glory of God. And I just saw this in like the glory of God puts this even like that is the foundation of the scripture. So I want Chris to share that because it just like, oh my God, it blessed me so much. It even brought more depth to this. And so in answering the question, why do you think it's so hard to love one another? It's hard to love one another when your focus is on what 
you were doing for them or what they're doing for you. Uh, there's always going to be times in our lives that we are taking from people or we are giving more than we're receiving from people. That is human nature. Listen, welcome to a planet called Earth. That's how we roll. That is the culture of the world that we live in. Mm -hmm. And that's a result of a fallen world that we live in. Uh, and how it's hard is when the focus is based on what I'm doing. And really, when I'm focusing on what I'm doing or what somebody's not doing for me, my focus is on self. And it is very easy to get to self. Yeah, it is. We sin. Sin came into the world when Adam and Eve focused on themselves. Right. Hey, that fruit looks like it's good to eat. And I was told, God doesn't want me to have that fruit because he's scared I'll be like him. Now, that wasn't the truth, but that was the focus. So right. the focus, instead of turning on, God created this garden for us to tend and enjoy and eat of every fruit all for his glory. Mm. Now I want, we want to steal God's glory. Now she wanted a fruit that would make her more like God. Yeah. And see, when we don't put God in his position of to God be the glory first, then we can never love people. We can never love one another the way Christ commanded us. Right. You know, it's interesting that you said that the, the scripture that you shared, because Jesus said, everything I do is to bring my father glory. glory yeah. So that love that he showed the disciples for his father. was to glorify his father. It's so simple and powerful at the same time. It's like, that's how we do it. But how did sin enter? Sin entered when we want to when glorify we ourselves glorifying God and we want to glorify ourselves right. and be like God. Yeah. God, we were not, let me tell you a secret. We were not created to be the focal point. No. God in his glory created humanity. Yeah. God in his glory created the universe for his glory. Right. And when we start focusing and it's so easy to do, the Bible talks about in Romans, how the sin nature tries to creep back in all the time. Every day about <laughs> us is for us. And what am I getting out of this? It's my life. It's what I want to get out of it. It is your life, but your life is not yours to bring you glory. It was given to you to bring God glory. Totally. And when you bring that into Christian culture, what you're doing is you're making the, the book, the Bible, about you and glorifying you. Well, I do this because God's going to do this for me. God loved me so much. And we almost buy into this false message that God, the, the triune God, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit were lonely. Yeah, no. <laughs> in their community with one another. Right. That they had to make the earth and all the people. That they had to make man to fill the loneliness. Yeah, no. God didn't create Jesus. God didn't create the Holy Spirit. The the Jesus, the Word of God and the Holy Spirit and say, Oh, let's let's elevate the Father to the, the Father position. No, they were in perfect community perfect unity with each other yeah and they created all things to expound yes. their glory yes and see if 
if it's not, if we're not careful, we literally bring that mindset mindset of self into the gospel totally or into our life oh it's so easy and it becomes too. the gospel of me, me. and right. not the gospel of jesus christ what is the good news for man that it brought glory to god for jesus to come and die for us and while we were yet sinners christ died for us and that mindset to god be the glory that is how we love one another. Yeah. That is how. Is it hard? It's absolutely hard. Jesus had moments where you could see he's a little frustrated. Yeah. We are going to have moments where it is not easy. But if our focus is to God be the glory. Right. Then we can do all things to Christ strengthens us. Because we're not. Jesus didn't die to bring us glory. No. He died to bring us life. To give us his righteousness. All for the glory of God. Right. In Romans it right. says this. I want to share these two things. Uh. Uh, I'll share this first. John 7, 18 says, Jesus sought to glorify his father in all things. So the commandment that you had to love one another that we see in John. Yeah. In John 7, 18, before that, Jesus sought his mission was to glorify right. his father. Romans three twenty three it says, all have sinned. And when we sin, it's focusing on what we want to do. I want to do something different than what God designed us to, God planned us to do. And what do we do? All have sinned and fallen short, short of the glory, of, the glory of, God. of God. To where it's not about us glorifying this perfect creator. Now it's about us glorifying ourselves, and we fall right. from God's glory. That's what sin is. Yeah. Romans 5, 2. Now, after we've accepted Jesus Christ, we've accepted the salvation, the gift that none of us could boast in. It's right. all for God's glory. Uh, we boast in Christ and that God sent Christ to us. That's who we boast in. We boast in God. Not ourselves. Right. Nobody can go around knowing Jesus being like, oh, look at what I've done for God. No, you, you haven't done anything for God. God did everything for you. Right. <laughs> and nobody can go around saying God didn't do anything. No, God did everything, everything. for you. Yeah. So, right. so you can't have any prideful person. Uh, you can't have any whippers yeah. in, in the, the body. And it's so Christ. easy to become one of those. Yeah, it's so easy. But it's that so only easy. happens when you're focusing on right. yourself. Exactly. Why does God do this Just for them? Flip the lens. Mm -hmm. No. <laughs> or you have this. I've done so much for God. No, yeah, you no. haven't done anything for God. No. What you've done for God, is it based on what you're doing why how you feel exactly what's why? the why what's the why the behind it yeah the second scripture i want to read after we accept jesus christ as a lord and savior romans 5 2 says we rejoice in hope of the glory of god mm. our rejoicing that we have is not in what we're doing for god but that god can get glory in everything that we're doing totally in corinthians it says in all things bring god glory mm. yes how can we bring God glory in all things? By loving one another. Amen. Literally. If I love one literally. another. If I love you like God loves me, and I love you based on bringing God glory, right. no matter what you do to it's, me, I'm not loving you for you anyway. Yeah, no. Jesus and you can do it. Exactly. Us. He loved us to bring his Father glory. I, we have this. I, I love that. We have this little um, phrase that we say all the time, and we put it up in our our, our house here it's in our closet and you know i do my best because he is worthy mm -hmm. he is worthy i don't do my best because they deserve it because i want to be awesome because i need to get the task done because it'll satisfy me to do, do my best yeah some of those things might work for a little bit 
but literally when you're in Christ you do do your best I want you to do your best because he is worthy remember God is worthy of your best he is worthy of your first fruits he is worthy of your all that you can give him and listen when your perspective is right is when you're giving it as a sacrifice to him sometimes it's a sacrifice sometimes it's not sometimes it's fun to give your best to god sometimes when things are really challenging it is hard to give your best to god but the blessing comes after the honor comes he glorifies you when you glorify him man it's this cycle that goes on and on and on and he's not doing it for you he's doing it for him so i want to remind that's you that's we do it for marriage exactly if, if, if i'm in marriage if i'm, I'm in a marriage because again we said everything we do is going to be based on yes the book, we want to do it his way <laughs> if, if i bring god be the glory in my marriage you know, a lot of people can't talk in front of people. A lot of people don't have the gift of, of gab. But one thing that God's given everybody is the gift of marriage. You might say, what do you mean he's gifted everybody the gift of marriage? Some people aren't married. Some mm. people don't want to be married. Mm. Okay. But you know that the loudest witness to the world about Jesus being Lord and about you having faith in Jesus Christ is a godly marriage. Mm -hmm. And that marriage is not based on what's in it for me. Mm -hmm. Our culture is so what's in it for me. We bring it into our friendships. What mm -hmm. do I get out of it? We mm -hmm. bring it into our marriage relationships. What's in it for me? We bring it into our work relationship. What's in it for me? Yeah. And we literally are bringing sabotage mm -hmm. into every relationship we have. Yeah. Because what's in it for me? Uh, yeah, I mean, the mindset now is like the grass is greener over there. Oh, you know, look at them. They're doing so great. I should have that. I should have that. They're, we. It's so easy to like flip the lens and like compare. Look at everything that Once everybody. You get over that grass, it's going to start going brown. Exactly. You're over there. <laughs> exactly. But listen, we don't want to live a life of comparison. That will steal any joy that you could ever possibly have. But listen, comparing, let the word be your standard. Let the word be your standard. Yes, be inspired by other people. Love those moments. Celebrate them. But don't obsess over it. Don't compare yourself to them. Put yourself up to the word and say, okay, Lord, help me be better and help me have that in you and it'll be better than what you're looking at it'll be better you won't even compare anymore because you're going to be satisfied at what he's bringing to you exactly. through the word and the holy spirit which god knows you listen you might think you want what you see on the other end comparisons like tells us oh my gosh you want this you want this, you want this but god knows us he knit you Sometimes when he gives you something, you're like, oh my God, I didn't even know that I needed that. And then I get it. And it's like, oh my God, it is so amazing how well the father knows us, how intricate, how deeply he knows us. So listen, stay in the word. Let the word be your judge. Let the word be something that you compare yourself, not other people. Well, just like marriage. That's yeah. Like Jesus. The Bible says that we as believers are the bride of Christ. Yep. Yep. And that Jesus, I mean, we are the bride of <laughs> Literally. He's the, husband. He's the one that's sitting there providing everything for us. And yes. the Bible says that we're to, in Ephesians, it says, wives, submit to your husbands in all things. Yeah. So many times I've talked to several married couples and they're like, I ain't going to submit to him. He's not doing things God's way. The Bible in Ephesians didn't say, submit to your husband when he's doing everything God's nope. way. 
Mm, you hear that, ladies? We we not just when he's no. getting it right, and, and then we got another, <laughs> and vice versa. Not when a, we're just getting it right. <laughs> exactly. Well, we have another thing. Like, well, that was two thousand years ago. Yeah, it was no. different then. Listen, the book is eternal. Yes, God's the same yesterday, today, and forever. Amen. His wisdom his is wisdom eternal. In a relationship, and, and and I've heard this, and this is just. It, I'm going to go on a little tangent. Sure, sure. So get ready. These are fun. <laughs> But literally, my little tangent is people are like, well, submit to yourselves one another. It's not saying that husbands are submit to your wives. Do you ever see in any scripture where Jesus submitted to what the disciples wanted to do? Mm-hmm. It's not saying that. So God set up a structure of authority and husbands are, be to, are to be the final say. But it also says husbands are to love their wives. Now, here's back to you, husbands. <laughs> Some of your husbands are like, I like this guy, Chris. You know, I am Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Wait. wait. Wait, 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 wait. <laughs> Listen, I got a bigger stick for you husbands. For real. Because the Bible says that we as husbands are to love our wives as Christ loved the church. And gave everything. Well, back to what you said. For her. He gave everything. Do you know that Jesus gave everything for Judas? The betrayer? Everything. Do you know that Jesus gave yes. everything to Peter, yes. the denier? Right. You might say, well, you don't oh, know. Oh, dang, man. I you, just want to drop this mic. Yeah. <laughs> you, you might say, well, you don't know what my spouse has done to me. Listen, Jesus loves a cheating, adulterous, denying bride. Mm-hmm. And Gossip. he loves her unconditionally. Yeah, unconditionally. And the Bible says in Ephesians, that the husband's responsibility is to clean the wife the with washing the washing of the, the word. water of the word. For real. Oh, my God. So, so it is good. not, again, it is not about <sighs> what I'm getting out of the relationship. It's about what I'm bringing to the relationship. Mm. Are you bringing a biblical context to the marriage that will be the best witness to your neighbors, the best witness to your family? Because right. families, families know dirt. Yeah, they do. And sometimes families come <laughs> they over know and they the turn trouble. their shovels. They're like, you know what we're going to do at this party? We're going to dig up dirt. Yeah, we're, we're going to dig, dig up some stories. <laughs> you might be doing really great. And you might have that family member like, man, our marriage is doing really good right now. And then you have that, that uncle or the cousin or the, the black sheep. And they're going to let you go. Hey, this isn't, this isn't joy. This is happiness. And you know what? You might have moments of happiness. But if you do it this way, if you do it God's way, you're going to have joy that's full. Yeah. You're going to have joy that's full. And the joy is full in the serving, in the loving one another. And, Our marriage mm. has never been as good as this right now. Mm-hmm. And we've been doing that. We've been, we've been, we've been together for almost 20 years now. Yeah, but we've been married, married for 13 years. Going we've on been 14. happily married for, for about six, few, seven yeah. years. <laughs> Just a few years. <laughs> Before that, uh, let's not talk about it. But we were doing everything culturally. Right. We, church. We listen, were doing it right. past, present, help. future. We, we only knew what we knew. We thought it was right in that moment. Yes. If we look back right now, 2020 hindsight is always perfect. Like I should have done this. I should have done it's that. It's actually 2023. <laughs> <laughs> but listen, this, this podcast is not to bring shame or guilt to make you be like, Oh man, I should have done that. Listen, the past is the past. The Forget about is, it. Let, let them the go. Yeah, no, no, no. This is not that. Let go of the past. Focus on the present and the future. Where do you want to go? Where do you want to go? Who do you want to be? Do you want to be somebody that loves others unconditionally so that when they look to you, they see God? 
His glory, not you. I, you know, I don't want people to look at me and be and like, oh, man. Because they'll be like, why are you so nice to me? And you can say, it's not <laughs> it's that not, I'm awesome. It's, my God is awesome. Matthew 5.16, <laughs> let your light shine on men. That they can see your good deeds, your yeah. good actions, your love towards yes. them. And then when they go to you, like, you're so different. And be like, mm-hmm. I'm different yeah. because I received this unconditional love from my Savior. Yeah, the Lord's done a work the in Lord me. The Lord is doing work. <laughs> and all the glory, instead of going to you, because some people are like, oh, I'm just different. I was raised different. Because we're scared to talk about what God's doing in us. And we, again, we want to steal his glory. Let us be but, unashamed of the gospel yes, and the truth, man. But we, when it's uh... about his glory, when somebody comes up and say, hey, you guys are just different. Yes, we are. You know why we are? God be the glory in our marriage. Right, totally. They're going to ask you, well, this has happened, this has happened. I don't care what's happened. God be the glory in your marriage. God be the glory in your relationships. Well, uh, you don't understand what I did. No, you don't understand. Jesus is better at being a savior than than you are at being (laughs) sinners. Exactly, exactly. We're we're out of our league with the love that he has towards (laughs) us. Now, here's the love that he has towards us, though. I want to end with this. The love that he has towards us is to glorify his father. Totally. That his father may be glorified. The love I have for my wife, I want to glorify my father in heaven. And vice versa, the love I have for my husband, my kids, anybody in my life. And our children. I want to do it. Our children reap the benefit. For the glory of God, yes. Our children. We have not. (laughs) I love this. And this is an amazing thing. Our children have never heard us yell at each other. Yeah. And it's not that we've never yelled at each other. We've been good at being yeah. like, all right, the kids are gone. Ah! <laughs> we've got to throw down. We're pretty good at throwdowns. We're pretty good at like secret throwdowns. But, but now it's not about having secret throwdowns to no, protect the kids. No. Now, instead of having something superficial where kids never saw us fight, but we still fight. Mm-hmm. And I'm not saying we don't get in arguments. No, Trust no. Me. Yeah. We have, we have disagreements. We have disagreements and... with this beautiful, amazing woman. <laughs> But now, God says this, what's done in secret will come out in the open. Mm. What we do in secret is put God first in our marriage, and it's coming out in the open. Our kids are not having to worry about their mom and dad leaving each other because what we do in secret. Our marriage is not, what am I getting out of the relationship? It's what am I bringing to the relationship? Yeah. Sex, we're going to talk about that in a later podcast. Mm-hmm. It is not about what am I getting out of it. It's what am I bringing to my spouse. That's right. All for the glory of God. Amen. Man, we're so excited that you've come along and listened to this first podcast. We can't wait to share with you um, the many things that God puts on our hearts. Listen, we want to be part of your life. We want to pour into you. We want to share with you what God is sharing with us. Um And we want to encourage you, get plugged into a local church, get a Bible, read it, get the app, get in the word, get close to the Father, know him. Listen, you can do this. You can love the world around you. You can love the people around you. Honor God. Put him first. Do it in his lens. Do it through his lens. And do it for his glory. Amen. We're not designed. We weren't created to bring glory to ourselves. No. But we were designed and created to bring glory to the Father. Amen. And that is when we feel, we feel fulfilled. And that's, that's right. when we are fulfilled. That, exactly. I was just going to say. Because that's, that's our purpose. So, exactly. We'll never be satisfied continuing to satisfy our needs. 
but man, you will be satisfied like you've never been before when you are glorifying the Father. With that, we're going to end it. We love you guys. Peace out. Love you. See you at the next uh, LOA podcast. LOA. <laughs>